Thank you for joining us for the Tucson Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Armstrong. This podcast features the messages from the teaching and preaching ministry at our church. Tucson Baptist Church is located in Tucson, Arizona, and we are committed to loving God, growing together, and reaching our community. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit TucsonBaptist.com. We pray that today's message is an encouragement to you. Our ushers are making their way. If you need a, a, a piece of paper with some announcements and the ability to take notes, just raise your hand and they'll help you with that. Take your Bibles this morning. Go to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. I would like to preach a very short message, but a very direct message about uh, a faith promise giving or grace giving. You're visiting with us, you go, oh no, they're, they're talking about giving money. If you've been with us any length of time, you would know that I never speak on giving. It's a very rare thing for us to even mention our offering boxes. We do not pass a plate to receive an offering. Our church members know to give online or to give in one of our uh, offering drop boxes. And we do not ask visitors to give to us except for your time and attention as far as the service. So this is a very unusual um, topic for Pastor Armstrong to be preaching on, and that is giving. However, it is the time of year when we must consider uh, how we will participate in missions going forward in 2022. Doesn't that sound strange, 2022? Uh, We're already talking about next year and planning for next year. So don't get comfortable. We're going to stand in just a moment in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. I would like to share a passage of scripture with you, and I'd like for you to participate in that. If you would, stand together, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. In just a moment, we're going to do a responsive reading, and uh, Pastor Jonathan is going to help us here uh, lead uh, the uh, congregation, so that way those who are on live stream, they can also hear what's going on. But I'd like to do a responsive reading in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, and we're going to begin in verse number 6, and we're going to read to the end of the chapter. Again, you read the even verses, I will read the odd verses, so I ask you to participate. The words will be on the screen behind me if you need that. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15, Pastor Jonathan. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, and that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst the, by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God uh, for your professed subject. Uh, subject 
I can't say the word. Subjection. Subjection. Thank you, Pastor Howard. Um, you should be reading. Uh, uh, for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And may God add his blessings to the reading of his word. Uh, have you ever seen a word and it just simply, you can, for the life of you, you cannot figure out how to say that? I apologize. Um, it's my first Sunday preaching. So, um, uh, <laughs> this week, yes. This morning's message is one, perhaps a little lighthearted, but also in some respects, uh, very direct. And that is, is that we as Christians have a responsibility to reach the world with the gospel message. Please listen. Most of us will never go as a missionary. Most of us, 99 plus percent of us will never go. So therefore, who will go, and those who are willing to go, how will they go unless we help them go? And that's where we come in. A hundred percent of us can support missions. And that can be as little as a couple of dollars a month to some who generously give up to a thousand dollars a month in this church to missions. There are people who wish they could go, but for whatever reason, they're unable physically or, or with their family, their current career to go to the mission field. And so they open up their checkbook. Let me quickly tell you a story while you're standing. Um, John Utley, I love John Utley. Uh, Pastor Howard and I both had the privilege many times to go to so many hospital visits and travel around. And John couldn't go be a missionary, but he loved missions. And it was... So many times from this pulpit, I would stand and I would say, here's a need, here's a need, and missions. And uh, John would come by and say, I'm going to take care of this part of that, this part of that, um, including even our Myanmar orphanage. Uh, and said, um, he said, Adrian and I discussed it, and we'd like to give you a $5,000 gift to help meet the needs of that um, Myanmar orphanage. God greatly used John out of this church in missions. He's now in heaven. Wouldn't want to come back. But I'm still looking for the John in our church who will have that same heartbeat to meet the needs that we often hear from the mission field. So I'm going to preach a message. It's going to be short. I'm going to get right to the point. I'm just going to give you a couple thoughts. That's why you don't have a fill in the blank. I'm just going to share a couple thoughts about our responsibility to give. Father, would you help me to say the words that you would approve of? May you also, through your Holy Spirit, challenge our hearts as we prepare, as we open our hearts for what we should give this next mission year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Thank you for your willingness to stand there for a couple of moments. We use the term faith, promise, missions. I'm not going to assume that everyone understands that. So what Paul did, he was writing to the church of Corinth. And we understand in the early church, 
uh, it was just starting. It was brand new. There was no way to send missionaries. Uh, that's why the word tent maker was used, uh, uh, is that some would work and try to establish a church. And Paul taught the early church that if you would send a gift, and he even mentions here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he even uses a time period of one year. Uh, and, and each year you send an annual gift to help the missionaries throughout that whole uh, Asia Minor region uh, to be able to reach churches. Now, I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable this morning. I am not going to, at the end of the service, uh, have the ushers uh, go get the offering plates and we're going to receive an offering. What I am asking is that you would allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in your heart. How can I, you put in your name there, how can I, how can Brent reach this world with the gospel message? I'm very concerned, how can we also reach Tucson with the gospel message? A couple of weeks ago, um, uh, uh, Pastor Jonathan and, and um, Janessa and our granddaughters, we went downtown and uh, they had this big festival. They closed down uh, downtown and a whole block there and there was, uh, there was music and there was food and there were tents and there were, there were literally thousands, not hundreds, thousands of people. In fact, we had to keep saying excuse me as, as Pastor Jonathan was trying to uh, uh, wheel the, the, the um, stroller through the crowd. There were people tripping over each other. We, we even, when we got something to eat, we even started sitting on the, on the actual street there on the curb because there were no seats, no place to sit. There were people everywhere. And um, I looked around and I said, who's going to reach these people? So in our own town, there's the need to reach people. In other countries, there's the need to reach people. Most of us will not go. Paul understood that even when he was writing some uh, 2,000 years ago that most people would not go. But everyone has been blessed of the Lord. And in our blessings, we understand that we can give because God loves a cheerful giver. So many of you have given through these past 13 years of ministry through Faith Promise uh, Missions. You've been able to go to the mission field. You've been able to see the mission field. Your heart has been impacted, and I believe it's been impacted as your eyes have been opened to the gospel message being spread in other countries. This, do you know that the, that the Faith Promise mission, uh, a Missionary Offering is not a specific command? It is a principle. There is not a chapter and verse that says that we're to give uh, to a faith promise mission, uh, uh, missionary offering. But Paul gives us the biblical principles that helps believers to be more intentional with their giving and specifically to helping churches start. And so I would like to say that what Paul is really teaching us here is a generous grace giving. Even more so than using the terminology uh, faith promise, I believe Paul is teaching generous grace giving. We give our tithe. The Bible says we give the first fruit. And um, please don't be one of those people that write me an email this week and saying that uh, I don't want to be interested in your church because you talked about giving and you talked about a tithe and the tithe is under the law. You don't know your Bible. Because way before the law was ever given to Moses... The principle of giving of the first fruits of your garden, of the first fruits of your, uh, of your farm, the first, group, first fruits was given all the way back to Adam and Eve. And so we know that giving is, give, is started in Genesis and it hasn't stopped yet. God loves a cheerful giver. 
And, um, and so while I don't preach on giving, um, I, I don't constantly harp on giving, for this Sunday morning in this particular service, may I just tell you that Paul teaches a principle about wonderful grace giving. In other words, our life has been impacted. There are several newer Christians here. Please bear with me as I just take a moment to explain um, what's called a dispensation of time. If we study the Word of God, God has allowed there to be periods of time called dispensations where uh, He had a specific purpose. For example, the longest period of time, uh, dispensation of time, was that, that period called the law. It's a, it encompasses much of the Old Testament. Praise God we do not live under the law. For many of us would not be here. We've been stoned to death because that's what the law taught. We would be missing a right arm. We would, our right hand. The law was grievous. It was a burden. May I just tell you, Jesus Christ, he removed the constraints of the law. And so what has ushered in some 2,000 years ago was a period of time called grace, the, the church age. And we are living in that dispensation or period of time right now called the church age or the age of grace. We should embrace it. We should thank the Lord for it. Now, I was uh, reading and heard a pastor very clearly explain this. I've never forgotten this, and this goes all the way back to the 1980s. This pastor said this, We who do not live under the law, but now live under grace, should give way more than those who lived under the law. When we now who live under grace have freedoms that they did not have under the law. Do you understand what I just said? We live in a dispensation, a period of time called grace. We should not be selfish. We should not be doing the, 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 the minimum. We as free Christians, liberated Christians, as people who know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we understand what he did for us. Why wouldn't we give more than those who live under the law and the constraints of the law? We should be generous grace givers. And this principle is found here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Please look at the previous page of your Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and look at what takes place in the first three verses. Moreover, brethren, we uh, do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how then in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep, what's that next word? Poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, or I give a testimony, you, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Here is a church that was in, this was a group of people that was in poverty, this was a group of people that were depressed, and yet they still gave. Do you know, the poorest person in here today was way richer than what Paul is talking about here. We have so many things and toys, myself included, uh, there, we, we are, our houses are filled with material possessions. We are filthy rich. We are filthy rich. We have so much. And yet, we often give so little to reach the world with the gospel message. 
the principles here of generous grace giving are applied to missions uh, uh, what Paul was teaching here and to a plan that helps support the, the Lord's desire for the gospel to reach all four corners of, uh, of the world as they say and I want to challenge you this morning to be a generous grace giver and so the faith promise mission the faith promise offering is not out of obligation it's out of an abundance of love do you know that great verse first corinthians 10 and verse 31 it says this whether therefore you eat or drink and then there's this phrase or whatsoever ye do do all to the glory of god do you know why I give my tithe? I don't even think about that. I give that as an act of obedience. I don't, I, I don't even miss it because it's not mine. I do not miss my tithe because it's not mine. I give it immediately back to the Lord. But do you know why I give to missions and, and to other ministries here? Because I want to give honor and glory to the Lord for everything I do and those areas that he has blessed me so amazing. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 8. But I speak not by commandment, but by the occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. The New Testament motivation for giving is out of love. I've been gifted grace. By God's grace, I've been saved. I, I'm so thankful for that gift. And as an act, as a demonstrable action out of love, I cannot help but to give back to my Lord and Savior. The reality is that in heaven, all accounts will be settled. What do I mean by that? All of you who have given to missions, you will meet the people who were saved as a result of your faithfulness in giving. And the Bible teaches us that there's going to be rewards in heaven for what we do in this lifetime. I say it is time that we no longer be selfish in our giving, but that we, out of love, demonstrate our grace, generous grace giving, and we give back to the Lord. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter number three. I want to show you a, a, just a wonderful two verses. Proverbs chapter number three. Our missions giving follows our tithe. Even in our tithing envelope, our tithe is first and the missions is second um, because it is an offering above and beyond our tithe. And um, may I just say there's a biblical principle here. Giving to God should be a priority. However, uh, giving goes against our sinful nature of selfishness. We are basically selfish people. Um, but the Bible teaches us that we're to be selfless, we're to be generous, grace Givers, And so uh, whether you lay aside weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, however you choose to do it, I want to challenge our church to be generous grace givers. Look with me there, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the, what's that next word? First fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out. With new wine. The principle here is quite frankly, as you are faithful in giving to the Lord, you cannot outgive God. 
It's impossible to outgive God. And in Proverbs 11 and verse 24, it says, There is that scattereth and, and yet increases, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but attendeth to poverty. There is, there is the person who, who actually can get poorer by not giving. It makes no sense. Would you hear what I just said? A person can have little money. And yet they're so generous like the widow's might. And they give and God blesses and meets their needs. And there can be the person who has so much money and they never have enough. They're always in debt and they're always complaining about their finances. But yet this person over here who has little, God continues to bless them. It's amazing how that happens. I want to challenge us to understand that faith promise is not a pledge it is not a contractual obligation between you and our church but faith promise is saying lord by faith i promise to give this amount on a weekly or monthly basis to missions why do i need to do that the reason is so that missionaries can stay on the field and we already support many that they can stay on the field and that we can continue to invite new missionaries and help them get to the field. Every day that goes by, people are dying without the gospel message. Every day, people are dying. Who is going to tell the people in Mindanao, Philippines, where Josh is going to go to, which, has a, which Islam has a, a stranglehold on those people, who's going to go tell those people in that very difficult part of the world? I'm not going. You're not going, but Josh is going. He's at 15% of his support. So is he going to be on deputation for three and a half, four years? And in that three and a half, four years, how many scores of people would die having never heard about Jesus Christ? Folks, our dollars do make a difference. And your giving to missions is critical for the gospel message getting out. I have one final verse. Would you turn to Ecclesiastes chapter number 5? Ecclesiastes chapter number 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. Interesting passage of Scripture. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than, they should, that, than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. May I just say, um, I'm not making a vow that, oh no, I'm going to have to renege on or I can't, I can't fulfill it. I'm making a promise. Lord, if you will supply, I will pay. And as you supply... I'm going to give to missions. And it may mean that I have to give up. Uh, uh, you, you drink a Coke a day uh, or you drink uh, three Cokes a day. Whatever it is, you may have to change some habits and, and, and then the Lord provides that. Or it's amazing how that happens when you take that step of faith, how the Lord will provide that missions offering. Church, we must be faithful to give to missions. We must reach our community, Tucson. And you're going to hear about that in two weeks, how we can do that. We must, must reach this world with the gospel message. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the world's just not getting any better. Anyone notice that? It honestly seems like every week I stand in the pulpit, I could give you the recap of the previous week, and we've spiraled further downhill as a nation, 
and as a country. Never be discouraged about those things, but be encouraged that there's still people telling others about Jesus Christ. And that is the end game. We must tell people about Jesus Christ. We must reach people with the gospel message. And Tucson Baptist Church can make a significant impact if we will be faithful in our faith, promise, missions, offering, giving. I like to call it generous grace giving. So I ask you, would you prayerfully consider over these next two weeks what God would have you to give over this next year to missions? And uh, whether that's to increase, whether that's to stay the same, whether that's to, to, to as they uh, sold land in the New Testament and, and brought it to the church house to give an offering, would you consider how you can be used to reach the world with the gospel message? If you're not willing to go, let's pay, let's help someone else who is willing to go. And uh, it might be that you say, well, I'll just pray that God will meet their needs. That's a, that's a nice prayer. But what if you're the person that's supposed to help meet the need? Would you be willing to do that? 